0: Judge Jeanine Pirro, she's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating
1: the headlines right now. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel the to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now here's Judge Janine Puro.
2: Welcome everyone to the Judge Janine Tunnel the to Towers Foundation Show. It is Sunday morning, eleven a.m. on the Eastern Seaboard, and I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. As always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. You know, there's so much that happened this week. It's it almost feels like Donald Trump is an. Office again when we couldn't keep up on what the news was. But unfortunately, the news seems to be all bad with what's going on in the Middle East, along with the shooter in Maine and a quiet bucolic small town in Maine with the killings that occurred and the injuries by a shooter that I'll talk about in a few minutes. But we are now in uh, almost three weeks since the October 7th assault on the innocent Israelis, and many of them on the border or close to the border of Gaza in kibbutzes. And uh, there is, uh, Iran is continuing to warned the United States not to attack Iran, and uh, the White House is now Admitting, fortunately, that Iran is actively facilitating the attacks on the U.S. military bases. So far, we've had at least 24 military men and women who have been injured in at least 16 separate attacks in Iraq and Saudi Arabia. We've intercepted some missiles from the Houthis in Yemen. It is a very much a regional war that is not limited to the Israeli-Gaza uh, a uh, situation But curious is the fact that Iran, who has not only funded Hamas but has funded Hezbollah, hasn't really unleashed Hezbollah. Hezbollah, which is on the northern border of Lebanon, is far more dangerous than Hamas. Their weapons are precision military weapons, unlike a lot of these homemade weapons that were made by Hamas, where they took all of the aid that we gave them in 2014 and 2021 and decided to dig some tunnels about 400 miles underground, as I understand it, and create some bombs, a lot of them that misfired. Specifically, you may recall the one that misfired and hit their own hospital. And, you know, speaking of hospitals, you know, the the left and the Hamas protectors are saying that the hospitals in Palestine, they cannot function because they don't have fuel. Now, I want you to think about this. Hamas is run by Iran. Iran is selling, what, $50 billion of fuel on the international market? Are you kidding me? Hamas has all the fuel it needs to take care of these hospitals in Palestine, in Gaza. But the reason they won't is because they need victims. They need leverage. The Palestinians are nothing more than pawns in this war of Iran against Israel and the United States. And this morning, I'm going to have a great guest for you, my friend Colonel David Hunt, who will speak to you about these underground tunnels. You know, when we think of a tunnel, we think of something that's, oh, maybe five feet tall, a foot, you know, wide, one at a time. No, folks, there's 400 miles underground. It's a city beneath the city. Folks, this is a well planned, well thought out war. Uh, And unfortunately, the Israeli military and the United States military and intelligence, along with MI6 intelligence, everybody missed it. That's my opening statement here, folks. You're going to hear from two great guests. We're going to talk to Bill O'Reilly, and we're also going to talk to Colonel David Hunt. But never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Org.
0: Judge Janine. <laughs>
1: The Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro.
2: My next guest, Colonel David Hunt, is someone that you've seen on Fox News and other channels, and you've heard him on my show before. He is a military expert, and there have been a lot of discussions about the tunnels, and I wanted to bring him in this morning to talk about what the tunnels are actually like. Colonel David Hunt, thank you so much for being with us again this morning. How are you today?
0: Good morning. On this fine Sunday morning, I'm great. Thanks. How are you?
2: (laughs) I am well. Thank you. Uh, You know, when you say tunnels, people have an image of something that's maybe three foot wide and maybe, you know, six foot high, if that's, I guess, at the high end, uh, that you can barely get a human being through. Can you describe what the tunnels uh, that Hamas has under Gaza
0: look like? Sure. The... Tunnels that are all over Gaza are actually a weapon. The terrorist organization uses them to store explosives, rockets, weapons, food, medicine. They put the hostages in there. They can infiltrate back and forth through Israel in them. They're very, very dangerous and next to impossible to find. Um, They run into anything from size six-foot tall. Deep, and I mean 60, 100 yards on the ground, 200 yards on the ground, and wide enough for a human being or wide enough for uh, a truck. That's amazing. Yeah, they have um, hospitals underneath there. They have living quarters. They have operational centers. They have logistics centers. They have tunnels that lead to just these circular pits that are used to fire mortars and rockets. Um, The entrances are very difficult to see. Um, The exits are almost impossible unless they kind of look like a secret door that that pops out of the the sand. Mm -hmm. And they were used extensively in this attack on October 7th. Um, uh, And they're being used even today with with the 220 some odd hostages that are being kept in those tunnels. Uh, They'd be very difficult to clear. They're almost impossible to discover from the air any kind of penetrating radar. We do not have a bomb that will penetrate deep enough where some of these tunnels are. But it, the first time um, we ran into something this extensive was, well, in modern war, was uh, because they dug tunnels in the World the First World War, was in Vietnam. Uh, and you can go even today to a place called Kochi and see one of these massive cities underground which were dug then by hand. In Vietnam, Kochi? Yes, yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. Coochee, Vietnam. So these tunnels are lined with metal and are concrete. They are pumped. They have pumped in air, pumped in water. Um, they're twenty-four-seven operations. Uh, oh. they're very extensive, very well done, and uh, very very difficult to fight, to fight in and about.
2: Okay, you know, Colonel the. The uh, hostage, the 85-year-old hostage, I believe her age was, who was released, it was stunning to hear what she said when she talked about the fact that there were doctors, there were medics, that she was in the tunnel. Uh, and that the food was clean, that even – she said even the toilets are clean, that apparently they're very aware of, um, you know, uh, any kind of uh, virus or anything that, you know, might contaminate. She said that they had everything they needed. And, you know, you kind of wonder and say to yourself, well, you know, is she has she been brainwashed? And then when you talk to people like yourself, you realize that these are literally cities under cities.
0: Yes, it's so a very good way of looking at it. Um, but, but they, they but, are but, good.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, um, but the, but the truth is that if what you're saying is that we don't have a bomb deep enough to penetrate, uh, and that we can't even identify them or impossible to discover from the air, I mean that there are they are literally protected from from any kind of assault by the uh, IDF.
0: Yeah, we, we the way we discover them is through intelligence, through human intelligence. Um, the the terrorists planned and talked, still talk today on phone to phone, one wire mm-hmm. type of communication, which nope, we can't get at. Right. Uh, the depth of these tunnels and the, the way they're constructed, um, and the fact that the entrances are, are very hidden makes it a very difficult thing. And a full-time operation just to try to clear them, um, and it's not as if you're going to sneak up inside a tunnel. Once you start shooting in the tunnel, everybody knows you're in it. And the problem with the hostages that, that you know we assume are in there is you, they, you, you, the plan to get them out, and the speed at which you have to move, um, and making no noise because once Hamas realizes they're in that you're in the tunnels, they'll kill the hostages. So it's wow. a it's uh, a terrible thing to fight against. It's uh, ingenious. These are very well made. Uh, we we saw bunkers like this in Iraq, that were the German and Iranian had uh, helped build, and we couldn't penetrate those with bombs. But the ones under Gaza are like a as you said a mini city that um, would have all the all the things you need to live. And those are the places, unlike hospitals in in Gaza. That do have fuel. Yeah. Hamas is not going to let those things go without fuel, without water, without uh, medicine. So,
2: and the amazing, Hamas, the amazing yeah. part of it, Colonel Hunt, is you know when they they're saying to the world you know, Israel, the IDF is being so horrible, you know, we can't operate our hospitals uh, in Gaza because we don't have fuel, you know, is belied by the fact that they, Hamas has loads of fuel. They're using that fuel for their hospitals in the tunnels. Is that correct?
0: Yes. And they're feeding their fighters, et cetera, not the people. Um, yes, that's That's all true. Hamas is also preventing... Uh, over 500 amer- Americans from coming out. Uh, the hostages, by the way, are uh, from 40 different countries. This is a worldwide issue with Hamas, and and it's uh, the tunnels is, and the hostages are holding Israel hostage right now. They have, they haven't hit them three weeks. Gone in there. Well, um, I think yesterday, yes, last yes. night, last night there was a tank incursion, a tank attack by Israel across the border into gaza and they came they came out you know they're cutting cutting entrance uh cutting down some of the walls and this the sand uh, preparing for, for a fight but it was, i think it was the first time we've seen it since october 7th and uh, right and 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 that
2: was um late in the week this past week right. but the 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 interesting part of this is that uh if You know, and now we're talking above ground. You know, they're not allowing the 500 Americans out. Uh, They're not allowing, you know, for fuel to be delivered to the hospitals. And, you know, it is – I must tell you, Colonel David Hunt, it is a – it is almost laughable for Gaza to not – that run by Hamas to say they don't have fuel – when iran is 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 fueling uh, if you could use that word uh, uh, Hamas and it has all of the oil uh what fifty billion a year and the open oil market I mean it is uh, in the international oil market I should say, um, and yet they will deny their people their own people the fuel for hospitals they will deny them uh food and you know so that they can then continue to you know, make the Palestinians look like they're victims when literally they're pawns in a bigger game. Yeah,
0: very very much so. Yeah. Matt. Uh,
2: All right. I want to ask you about a uh, uh, the foreign minister of Iran who had the gall, uh, and that's a kind word, to come to New York and enter the United States. And literally at the United Nations, which I think is worthless, we ought to get rid of it. Uh, and he says, get this, Foreign Minister Hossein Amir Abdullahian warns the U.S. that it will not be spared if it continues to manage what he calls the genocide in Palestine. I mean, talk about genocide. It's the Israelis they're trying to uh, extinguish. He says, quote, but I warn, if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home and West Asia is our region. So he says to the American statesmen who are managing the genocide that we do not welcome the expansion of war in the region. In the region. But if you're going to dance around there, we're going to take you out.
0: Yeah, um, Iran's got a, a couple of speedboats and um, no, no air. Uh, Iran, look, Iran has, has been is a probably, probably the the power in the Middle East, and by the way, we helped create that in the Iraq, with the Iraq War. No question. But, uh, Iran is a pain. They're, they're, ter- they're, su- they're supporting Hezbollah, Hamas. They support the Palestine Liberate, um, uh, six at least terrorist organizations that are, uh, around Israel. Um, they're, they're nothing but trouble. They've killed Americans during the 20, 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan, and now they're killing Israelis. Um Sooner sooner or later, Iran is going to have to pay for what they've been doing. Nobody – the U.S. has made a policy, though, not to address this issue, that these are um, Iranian-based, Iranian-supported organizations. And like with the 21 soldiers that have been wounded in Syria and Iraq Mm -hmm. that we finally sent a couple of jets um, to to answer for are Iranian-backed militia. So there, there's nobody takes it, that threat seriously. They realize that what we did to the head of the Cuds force, um, we can do to, to anyone, anything we want in Iran. So well, it's, uh, you know what's taken so long?
2: I mean, literally, 33 Americans were killed in Israel. Uh, and how many, 12 or 13 are hostages. 24 of our troops have been injured as a result of the attacks in Syria and Iraq. And, you know, Biden keeps saying, don't, don't, don't. Well, and they keep doing, doing, doing. I mean, you know, at what point is the United, and I understand, and, you know, I don't mean to be naive, you know, that, that there is a lot of danger here in terms of a world war. Uh, unless, do you agree with that? By the way.
0: Yes, we're 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 not in we're in a regional war right now. Right. We've got how many countries? Yemen, the United States, Israel, uh, uh, Iraq, Syria, um, Yemen, all are in this war. All fighting. Lebanon, there are all those places are being shot at or shooting at something. Right. We're knocking down missiles with uh, our navy. Uh, missiles coming out of Yemen, right, going towards going towards Israel. So this is a regional war, period, um, and it very easily could become a world war, very very easily. Right. Iran tells all of its all of its uh, terrorist organizations to rise up, and they're in a lot of different countries. Um, yes, it very easily could, and that's something that everyone's got to be concerned about because those can turn ugly and nuclear pretty damn fast. Well, so this yeah. is very, very – and we haven't seen the worst of it, the reaction to this, because right now Israel hasn't – has had one one incursion this past week with tanks. But when they cross in, and they are going to cross into Gaza, not, then you're going to see um, a lot of issues with um, the Arab world, the Arab street, whatever it's called. Um, so, yeah, this thing is – this right now it's a regional war, and you're 100 percent correct, it could – um, expand expanding a world war as could what's happening in Ukraine you know in Russia I mean that's any these are those are things that only need sparks to get bigger yeah
2: uh it is a very concerning moment in time and uh your expertise is extremely valuable and I I thank you so much Colonel David Hunt uh we appreciate your sharing your time with us anything else you want to say before we go
0: uh no, right, right. We have hope and prayers for our American soldiers who have been who have been wounded. It's been about ten wounded. One U.S. contractor died in a heart attack during one of the one of the strikes. We um, pray for their safety and, of course, for the safety uh, of our friends in Israel.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Colonel David Hunt. Everyone, uh, one of my heroes. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you.
1: This is the Janine Firo Show. Now here's Judge Janine Bureau.
2: Joining us now is a New York Times best-selling author, a TV veteran, and my friend. He is the author of his latest book, which is part of the Killing series. The latest book is Killing the Witches, and I must say that Bill O'Reilly has written the most successful non-fiction historical book series of all time. So, how did I get that right, Bill?
1: Yes, yeah, she. Sure. Did judge very good, thank you for mentioning killing the witches
2: uh, yeah, well, I do want to talk about killing the witches because i 'm fascinated by the book, and I started it, and i didn 't know if I should read it too late into the night as to whether or not it would uh, it would interrupt my sleep, but it is absolutely amazing that uh, you actually go back to the Mayflower. And the fact that they came from England to Cape Cod and you write about individuals, some famous, some not so famous, uh, about whom some that we haven't heard about. And you write about them as though they're your best friends. How do you dig into the history and get such specific information about people that we don't even know about?
1: Well, that's the magic that we bring to the Killing Series. So there are about 19 million copies of uh, my books in print right now, and it takes a year to write them, six months of research. Martin Dugard and I dig it out, um, and I'm always looking for things that I don't know. Right. Since I have a history degree and I'm a former high school history teacher, if I don't know something, it immediately goes in the book. Right. So the Mayflower voyage I was not that familiar with. <laughs> Everybody goes, "Oh, Mayflower Pilgrims pass the stuffing." No. Yeah. This was harrowing. 66 days in the North Atlantic. And uh, once the 100 passengers who were, you know, pretty much booted out of England because they were extremist puritans, once they get to Massachusetts Bay, then they half of them die. Because there were so many conflicts between themselves and with Native Americans and with nature and it's cold and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. All of that we chronicle in a very vivid way. We put you right in the Plymouth colony, right on the boat. And that's why learning about history in the killing series is fun. Well, you know, it's fun to read,
2: Bill, but, you know, anyone who's reading it has got, as, as I am, and I haven't finished it yet, but it is fascinating. It's an easy read. All of your books are easy reads, you know, irrespective of the topic, but the, the information is so in depth and so specific. And I love that you have pictures in this one, uh, and that you have copies of letters and the arrest warrants and stuff like that in here. Uh, but the, the whole idea of this demonic possession uh, that happens in the book. Was it really demonic possession?
1: Well, what I tried to do was make the witch trials of Salem in 1692 Mm -hmm. relevant to today, right? 2023 Halloween. Okay? And there are two threads. One is the witch hunt is back. Because of cancel culture. Cancel culture is a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. means you are accused, and as soon as you're accused, you're guilty. In Salem, little girls could accuse you of being a witch, and two weeks later, you'd have a rope around your neck. That I, is – I mean, that is amazing to comprehend that kind of savagery, but it happened.
2: All right, today, and so
1: – Go ahead. Yeah, today – the accusation made by primarily the far left, but sometimes the far right too, but most of the time it's on the left, gets into social media, into the corporate media, and you're guilty. Whatever the accusation is, you're guilty. No due process, no two sides of the story. You're guilty. There's the headline. Same thing. No difference. Right. Now, as far as the demonic possession is, when you were convicted of being a witch you were convicted of consorting with the devil mm-hmm. so you were doing what the devil told you to do that was the basis of witchcraft we then explore the book and the movie the exorcist in 1973 right and this is at the end of killing the witches mm-hmm. it was based on a real uh case um, boy 13 years old Marilyn ronald hunkler what happened to him and i you know i have a lot of atheist acquaintances i say you read this and then you come back to me and tell me mm-hmm. is everybody lying about this all the psychiatrists all the doctors all the people involved his family who witnessed this horror this boy went through mm-hmm. and that'll keep you up at night yes and then when they Photographed the movie, made the movie The Exorcist, nine people associated with the production died. Yeah.
2: Scary stuff, <laughs> Bill.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. So, again, I put the things in the book that I don't didn't know, and we back it all up,
2: of course. You do, you do, and I'll tell you, it is a fascinating read. And I'll tell you, I've read many, not all of the killing series, but why witches, Bill? Why, I mean, how do you zoom in or target, you know, it's killing whether killing Kennedy, killing Lincoln, killing, um you know, all of them. Why witches? How do you get to that?
1: Well, it's when I saw the beginnings of the Trump prosecutions. And then Trump turned around going, witch hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. Interesting. I said, okay, let's take a look at this witch hunt thing. In fact, I ran into a couple of Trump's guys last week. I said, look, every time he says the word witch hunt, can he just hold up the cover of <laughs> Killing the book. Witches? That would be great. What a good marketing thing that would be. <laughs> and, and so, I try to make my all of my books relevant to today. Mm-hmm. Um, and As I said, the cancel culture is absolutely frightening, and we have a number of cases at the end of Killing the Witches, the last third of the book, regular people judge, not famous people like me, regular people Mm -hmm. whose entire lives have been destroyed by unfounded accusations always embraced by the media, which is the true villain in the cancel culture.
2: Well, there's no question. And, you know, when you when you compare the witches to the cancel culture and the parallels, uh, you know, no due process, no real justice, no real investigation, just, you know, let's let's go after them. I mean, in light of recent events, uh, October 7th. Uh we, we've seen a, you know, a whole change in the Middle East and across the world where it's it's not just cancel culture anymore. It's extinguished the Jews. Uh And we are seeing across the world all of these protests where they are claiming that the Jews need to be eliminated. They, I almost feel, Bill O'Reilly, that we're in a pre-World War II moment. We're just minus the crystal
1: knock. The Jews are the new devil. That's where it stems from. So the progressive left and the um, pro – I don't know the, the word I'm trying to go – pro-terrorist people, mm-hmm. they justify their insanity by saying, well, Israel an evil country. It's a fascist country. It persecutes people, so they deserve what they get. Mm-hmm. that mentality now has been uncloaked. I don't think it's as big as a lot of America. I don't think it's that George Floyd level or anything like that. It's a very selective, fanatical, progressive um, movement that's putting this out. But here's the ultimate irony. The cancel culture is now turning on them. There are many people now who will not hire anti-Semites, pro-Hamas, they won't hire them.
2: Yep, starting with Bill Ackman. They're being Atman. canceled. They're right. being canceled. But, but that's very unusual, Bill. I mean, you're yeah. a historian. When have you seen and what did it take for, you know, level-minded people to say enough is enough?
1: I think dead babies probably did it, right? Hmm.
2: Hmm. An outrageous that, that execution. Was, that was the
1: tipping point. So if you're out there at Harvard, my alma mater, and you're screaming that uh, Israel deserves what it got, and then there's a picture, pictures of innocent babies and women being slaughtered, Uh how does that make you look? Yep, yep. Um, And that that was a tipping point in that. Um, But, you know, look, the most extreme position always gets the most attention. The polls say about 70% of Americans support Israel. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's true because most Americans are decent people. We have now been hijacked by the extremists in this country. Um, But most of us, we know what's going on over there. And it's the same thing that happened in 9-11. There's no difference. Mm
2: -hmm. That they cheered the the killing of Americans. But, you know, Bill, you have to say to yourself – uh, you know, we're talking NYU, Columbia... Um uh, you know, all of these universities who are, you know, with professors are part of the mobs that are absolutely, you know, condemning Israel. You say to yourself, are these people performance motivated, you know, or are they do they really believe what they're saying? Do they get different algorithms on their on their phones? Are they seeing something different <laughs> from what the rest of us are?
1: No, nah, that's always been that way. Um, the intelligentsia in America, if you trace it back to uh, post World War One, they've always been in the communist, socialist realm. Um, you can just see it, and I don't really know why that is. I'm smarter than most uh, college professors. I mean, I'm, 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 <laughs> I I'm a deal. traditional guy. I mean, I, I don't. I understand history, and I understand what communism and socialism has done. In where it's been tried, it's a totalitarian situation. But this is ingrained. You know, I went to uh, Marist College when it was a traditional working-class school in Poughkeepsie, New York. It is now a lunatic asylum. Is it really? It's the worst because they have hired far-left people. The board is far-left. It's woke all over the place. And when I, you know, I. I'm the most famous graduate of Marist College. So people are in touch with me, students who go there, and they go, this is crazy. You can, with a few hires, turn these college campuses upside down. And that's what's happening.
2: Well, a few hires, Bill O'Reilly, and a few fires. I don't know, you know, why tenure is so important, but, uh, you know, it's about time we recognize that one of the reasons that Black Lives Matter was so successful is because of the the kids that are coming out of the universities that are now at the head of a lot of these woke corporations. And unless we do a turnabout, then that's going to continue. I mean, we we don't have a choice uh, unless we absolutely turn around what's going on in the universities. And I'll throw one more at you. Uh, I have a feeling that colleges are not going to be as successful in 20 years as they are now.
1: I think you're right. The outrageous cost of the institutions um, isn't worth it for many Americans. Um, it's just not. And then you add to that is no due process on college. If you're accused, if you're yeah. particularly a white male yes. and you're on any college in the United States and anybody accuses you of anything, you're dead. Yeah, you're right. And that, that message is going to come out. Mm-hmm. So you're paying $70,000 to put yourself at risk. Is, <laughs> is that a risk reward you want to take? Now, my urchins, they have been very well educated. But believe me. I watched every movement. My son is at Oxford now in England. Mm -hmm. And I was over there two and a half weeks ago. Oh, it's beautiful there, Bill, isn't it? It's Harry Potterville. Yeah. Okay. But I went over and, you know, I don't intrude, but I watch. Mm -hmm. And if I see anything dangerous, then I come in. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I think you're right. I think that the university... System has lost a tremendous amount of credibility in the last three weeks. Yes,
2: yes. And w- if those individuals who say that they're no longer going to contribute the tens of millions of dollars that they have, and you know, I don't know. I remember Bill Ackman, and and we heard from Leon Cooperman, and there's a, a few others. I don't know if we heard from Jamie Diamond on this, which I thought was rather interesting. And you would think that Jamie would have you know skin in this game, uh, but. Who knows? I was a little disappointed in that. Final question, Bill, because I know you're very busy, but I mean, it's not often that I get Bill O'Reilly on my uh, on my show. We have the foreign minister uh, from Iran who actually flew into the United States, actually went to the U.N. in New York City, not far from W.A.B.C., which is where I am right now, and talked about Iran literally punishing the United States if we made any moves that they didn't like. I mean, how do we allow that?
1: Well, I don't mind it um, because we are an open society in the sense that we believe in freedom of speech. The guy was talking in general terms. uh, It's a bunch of garbage. I mean, I know you read Killing the Killers, Mm -hmm. uh, two books back on the killing series where I went through methodically how the United States dismantled Al Qaeda and ISIS and uh, assassinated Soleimani, the Iranian in charge of the Revolutionary Guard. Right. I mean, that book is the primer on how to defeat the terrorists, and I hope Netanyahu has read it. What do you because think of Netanyahu? A, you know, I get mixed feelings on him, and and I have to confess that I don't follow Israeli politics as closely as many people do. Um, but he needs to understand that he can win, I think
2: he believes he can win. I think he's a little depressed because he missed it. Shame on him.
1: You know, he can't, yes. They missed it, and so did the uh, United States CIA, and so did uh, Britain's MI6.
2: Why do you think that is, Bill O'Reilly?
1: Because it's hard to get people inside these uh, totalitarian crews. I mean, you know, anybody Mm -hmm. who's different, anybody who's new, immediately the Hamas, you know, precinct captain knows about it. Yep. And same thing inside Iran. It, they Mossad has people inside, but it's very, very hard to do that. But that's not an excuse. But as far as a UN minister is concerned, he comes here, and goes, "Oh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z." Well, what'd you do when we waxed Soleimani? Mm-hmm. Nothing. And the reason – and I know this to be true because I was in the conversations – the reason that Iran didn't do anything because after the United States uh, droned Soleimani in Iraq – and again, this is chronicled in Killing the Killers Mm – Trump basically said through the Swiss foreign minister, which represents our interests in Tehran, you do one thing and I'm bombing all your oil fields. Yes.
2: Yeah. God bless and congrats on your kids. It sounds like they're killing it. So to speak, Bill O'Reilly, thanks for joining us on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. And folks, never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, t.org.
1: Judge Janine. <laughs> This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo.
2: Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You heard from two people today, Colonel David Hunt and Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, at the end of that conversation, talked about what's going on in the Middle East, and unfortunately, uh, we are seeing it all up close and personal. And of course, Colonel David Hunt described how Hamas underground is fortifying its own defenses and putting the uh, Palestinians at risk so that it looks like Israel, you know, is the uh, is the proponent of the war when it's just the opposite. And remember, folks. 33 Americans died on October the 7th when uh, Hamas attacked Israel. And right now, I believe there are 13 Americans who are being held hostage in those tunnels. So let's not kid ourselves. This is real. And forget about the protesters on the college campuses. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. It is clear that Iran and all of its proxies have hated Israel, they hate the United States. We are the big Satan. Israel is a little Satan. And the amazing part of this is Joe Biden, and I, I, I respect him for going over to Israel. That was an important thing that he did. But he can't even claw back that $6 billion. I mean, throw me a bone. Make me feel like, you know, like, like you're doing something. All we do is keep funding Iran. This love affair that this country, the Democrats, have had with Iran – From Obama to Biden, Trump was there, no money to Iran. But right now, when uh, Kirby, when John Kirby was asked whether or not there is a chance that this could uh, be a war against Iran, Kirby made it very clear He said, I think what we want to see more than anything is no widening of the conflict, but we want to send a strong message to the actors in the region, including Iran. If you're thinking about jumping in here, you're thinking about deepening and widening and escalating. Don't do it. We take our national security interests very, very seriously. Don't do it. Well, folks, we're out of time, but I will be back next Sunday. Join us at the same time, same place, 11 a.m. for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Keep the faith, everybody. God bless. Have a great day.